Welcome to Season 4 of Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter pop culture podcast. Hello, I'm Michelle. Oh, I didn't know you were... And I'm Ayla. Hi. And today we are talking about... Season 4, Episode 9, is it? Ayla's really with it today, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm better than you! <laughs> Season 4, Episode 9 of The Good Place. Um, in this episode, Michael snaps his fingers and Chidi wakes up. The end. Wait, 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 wait. There's a little more to it than that. I mean, you're right. That is all that happens in the episode. But it still takes a full, like, 22 minutes or whatever a typical episode length is to get there. So why does it take 22 minutes to watch Michael snap his fingers and Chidi wake up? Well... There's this whole uh, Chi regaining his memory and, like, the flashbacks and all that stuff, yada, yada. And he's not just regaining the memories of one lifetime. He's regaining the memories of his entire actual lifetime and then the 802 reboots he experienced and then the time that he went back onto Earth for a second life without those memories and everything else that has happened. So he's really getting it all back at once And Michael's a little worried about whether he's going to be able to handle that or not. So we start out with Chidi as a little baby. And um, we see, uh, we don't see them, but we hear his parents talking about, oh, he's so cute, what should we name him? And then um, the dad is like, oh, why don't we name him Chidi? And then um, it's just like, do you like that name, Chidi, or would you rather have something else? And Chidi, having to make the decision of what his name should be, got a stomachache because he can't make decisions at all. Yeah, indecision is definitely the theme of Chidi's life. Some other examples where it shows up is that he can't pick a seat at school because he's trying to figure out which is the optimal one. Does he want to be near the door? Does he want to be near the window? Does he want to be near the pencil sharpener? And while he's trying to decide, the seats fill up because we know that Chidi's belief that everything has a right answer and all you have to do is study it long enough and read the right books and you'll come up with the right answer doesn't always fit with the real world situation of the fact that other people are making actions around you and that is changing the available options to you. The circumstances don't stay the same the whole time. Well, there's this TV show called Gravity Falls. It is the best TV show in the world. It's on Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, this, this podcast is not sponsored, but watch it anyway. Um, so there was this... Um, this bench, um, like th- the beach chair, that had the perfect combination of sun and shade and pointed away from where the crazy old guy put on his sunscreen. So everybody wanted that chair, but only two people knew about it, and they were both trying to get to that chair before the other one took it And it wasn't available anymore. But that doesn't necessarily prove that Chidi is wrong, that there is a best answer if you really take your time and think it through. So I think that these messages are something about the balance between how long should you study and research and try to figure out the exact right answer and and knowing when to take action. So that there's something kind of in that mix that is the best course of action. 
So as I was watching Chidi relive all of these moments of his life, some of them we'd seen before and some of them that were brand new, it really showed that the theme of his life was indecision. And that made me think that if all of the moments of our lives were going to flash before our eyes, what would the theme be? Ayla, what do you think the theme of your life would be? I don't know. I've been told I have kind of a mixed personality, so I assume it would be somewhat... Like half me trying to cause trouble and half me trying to be perfect, which if you don't know, those two things kind of contradict each other. So my life is a little bit complicated. I think that's fair. I think that a lot of us are living at the intersection of different contradictions. Like, for instance, I have been told that I'm a pretty confident person who is able to take charge and and be a leader in certain situations. But I also just constantly deal with feeling like um, I don't want to tell other people what to do. And I don't want to ever feel like I'm trying to to be in control. And those two things are always in, in a series of contradictions. In fact, I think that would be one of the themes of my life. If all of my visions were to flash before my eyes, it would be me being like, okay, I know what a good plan is. And then me being like, no, I don't want to make anybody do my plan. And it would just be over and over again in little situations and big ones. Um, so, uh, living with not really knowing what kind of person I want to be and kind of stuck in between the two, I would say that causing trouble is definitely more fun but being perfect also makes me feel more helpful. So it's it's like scary. Like, what if you mess it up trying to be both and then you're not either? I mean, I would say that that's, that's kind of the risk of, and that's the risk that we see Chidi fall into too, right? Like he had the great ideas from having researched and really thought through and being careful and thoughtful about his decisions but he missed out on so many opportunities and pushed so many people away from him because he wasn't able to kind of bounce back and forth between those different contradictions and so I think that there is a lesson in there about finding the balance and and being able to figure out how to live your life with the different elements of yourself in some kind of harmony. So let's um, talk about Chidi's main struggle in life, always wanting to find an answer. And that brings us to our question of the day. Is there an answer for everything? So pause the podcast, think about it, talk about it, maybe even write about it, and then come back. Welcome back. Well, the show definitely seems to give us the ultimate conclusion that no, there is not an answer to everything, or at least not one right answer to everything, that different situations call for different contextual answers that you have to consider the way that things have changed. And um, I mean, I guess 
for one thing, in order to have an answer, you have to have an outcome in mind. And I don't even think we get there, right? There's oftentimes situations where multiple things could be the end result and we would be okay with any of them happening. And so I do think that the idea of there being one clear answer is tied up to a lot of other assumptions about our goals. Okay, sorry about that. My mom's a teacher. She uses way too many big words. I can explain it in uh, in a manner that actual humans understand. So, is there an answer to every problem? I would say yes. It's just, no. <laughs> there you have it. The answer that humans can understand. But... <laughs> But, so you see, there is an answer for everything, but the world changes so fast that there's not enough time to find the answer for everything. So, like, every human is different in their own way, which means you'd have to spend, like, eternities after eternities trying to find the right answer for every problem. And so, I feel like if, it's, it's like you'd never get enough time to figure out. You, you'd never be able to live your life and you still wouldn't find the answer for a lot of your problems just because the world moves and changes so quickly. By the time that you found answers for like a tenth of the problems in the world, the world would just evolve again. And those might not even be problems anymore. Right? And now there's all these new problems that you haven't spent any time thinking about. Right? There's just not enough time that the world does not change for you to solve all of the problems. And, I mean, that fits really well with what happens to Chidi because when he wakes up, we see that the very last thing he did was write himself a note and he asks Janet to show him the note and he she's like, well, if you remember the note, you remember what you wrote. And he's like, yeah, but I want to look at it. And obviously that's the benefit for us as the viewers so we can see the note. And what does the note say, Ayla? So, um, it's a folded piece of paper. He unfolds it and it says, there is no answer. And then he unfolds the rest of it and it says, but Eleanor is the answer. Oh, oh, okay. So I remember when I was watching this, like, live on TV, because it wasn't out on Netflix yet, and I was like, what does that mean? How is, what? Because I, I had to wait a whole other week for that to, like, make sense yet, and I don't even remember what it means. So I'm still confused. Well, so I think part of what it means is that Chidi, through this whole thing, has really wanted a soulmate. He knows that if he had a partner that he could work alongside. Um, and he wants to know that that soulmate has been chosen by some sort of external force, by fate, and that that person is just meant to be with him, which is why we see him while Michael is torturing him. He tries to make every relationship work when he, every iteration of the good place when he's put with somebody and Michael tells him this is your soulmate, even if that person is not right for him at all, he tries so hard to make the relationship work because he wants there to be a set soulmate for him. But once Michael is no longer, you know, working to torture them and is on their side, Chidi asks him, are soulmates real? And Michael says, you know, I honestly don't know. I just use it to torture you. But I think if soulmates are real... They're not just assigned to you. You have to choose them. You have to build that relationship. And so when Chidi writes in the note, Eleanor is the answer, she's not the answer to all the world's problems. He, she's the answer to his choice about who he wants as a partner, who he's going to build his life with. 
why do they always have to rope romance and true love into TV? Why can't we just have a, a good-hearted show where there's no love involved? There's just, like, suffering and pain and parties. So I know you're not a huge fan of romance plot lines, and that's totally fair. But Chidi and Eleanor are not just a romance plot line. They're a friendship plot line, right? They have each other's back. They take care of each other. A lot of the, the scenes that we saw from his flashbacks weren't about kissing and romance and attraction. They were about being there for each other. And that's something that can happen whether romance is involved or not. And I do think, no matter how you feel about romantic plot lines, that recognizing that we as people need each other to live our best lives, that we can't do it all alone, I do think that's important. Did I convince you? Maybe if you hadn't made me watch that rom-com, I would have understood better. I mean, they didn't kiss, and I hated that, and they did kiss, and I hated that too. It's just, it was awful. Side note, don't ask Ayla to watch a rom-com with you. But, uh, there's no way to deny it. People need others. I don't know if they have to be other people or if. Like, support dogs count. I don't know. People need others. It's just how we live. Like, coexistence is the world. Like, just imagine if you were the only person in the world. Wouldn't life be so lonely? So, I was just talking about this with somebody else because we were reading a book about um, the human, like, what makes people human. And I think if you were the only person in the world, you wouldn't really be a person because I think part of what makes us human is our interactions with others. And that if there was somehow just one, that we wouldn't have the kind of social connections and communication that makes us who we are. Uh, you don't have to get so mushy, but okay, okay, fine. We need each other. I said it. Can we just be done with it? So I guess that's where we're going to wrap up for this week. And when we come back next week, we're going to see if it gets too mushy for Ayla. I, I quit. I quit. It's too mushy. I quit. It's too mushy. She'll be back. See you then. <laughs>